0: Welcome to the Orange Crest Community Church Podcast. Our hope is that this weekly podcast provides both encouragement and challenge as you move forward in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Good morning. Well, today we're launching a new series. It's called You Fit Here. I want you to look at that statement up there and I want you to think about that as a statement. Do you think that's you think that's true for you? You know, I mean, it's it's a pretty bold statement for us to say, you fit here, right? I mean, it's pretty bold of us to say that. And so throughout this three-week message series, we're going to invite you to put this to the test, okay? Put this to the test. And it'll be okay if after this morning or after after the end of this whole series that you decide, I'm not convinced of that. That'd be okay if you you arrived at that conclusion. But here's what I believe... I believe that God made us with a desire to belong, and this 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 is very true. In the in the Bible, we really discover we were made in in God's image, and a part of that includes He put in us a longing to be in relationship with with Him and with with others. And now you may not know this about yourself, but it you know God God. He desires for you to, to pull in, begin to, to serve alongside people, to begin to, uh, to advance something beyond yourself. Uh, and and this, this series, again, I said you may not be convinced that, that you, you fit here at, at OCC, at Orange Crest Community Church, but our hope is that we'll, in this series, address some of the barriers that may be preventing you from really connecting here. So lo- looking for a church... It can be a challenging thing. It can raise all sorts of questions in our mind, like, will I be singled out? Will I really belong? What if if I overdress? What if I underdress? What's going to happen in a service? And let's face it, there's really nothing like a church service. It's a pretty unique experience to gather in in a church service. You find yourself in a room with a bunch of people you don't know. You sing songs with a group of people. And it can—it's sort of like karaoke. It might feel like it's karaoke, but I don't know the songs, or the songs are unfamiliar songs, and maybe that's—that's a new experience. Then, then you listen to a message from the Bible, taught from someone you don't know, and and, you know you may or may not have experience with the Bible. So that I just recognize this is a unique experience for, for some. Now, if you're here and you're among our core who calls this church their home church, then what I hope is that this series will encourage you. I hope it will encourage you, and I also hope it will clarify further what you are a part of. And let me be upfront with everyone on this priority of ours. And here's something I want to communicate, is that a high priority for OCC has always been to keep including people who've never been involved in the church. That, this has been a this is was on our heart when we started it remains a high priority for us that that we would be a place where more and more people could make sense of following Jesus Christ because we want more people to discover what it really means to connect with with God because people matter to God so if you you know let's face it though like like I've been mentioning learning to do something unfamiliar can it can feel awkward it can seem very awkward it's like wearing a leather work glove that hasn't been broken in. If you've ever worn a work glove, like a leather glove, maybe you've been on a work project and someone throws you a pair of work gloves and you're like, ah, they just don't fit. They don't, they don't feel like they fit me. Over a period of time, you test them, you try them out, they begin to form to your hand, and the leather gloves actually feel really good in your hand. But the glove has to be worked in, and then it fits. And if you decided to take a step towards belonging here at OCC, that for us would be a win for this whole series. And I've been praying that this would be a season for more people to say, "Man, it finally fits. It, it finally fits. I'm done searching. I, I want to be a part of of this group of people because once something fits in life, there's really nothing like that. It, it's, a, it's a very unique experience. Now, this past summer, I have an example of this. This past summer, I bought a new uh, a new suit, and It was long overdue. I do a lot of weddings and and some funerals, and for for almost a decade, I had been using the same old suit, which I realized at that point, it just didn't fit anymore. It just didn't fit. The style was was probably outdated, and so reluctantly, I decided I've got to go suit shopping, and so I went off to Men's Warehouse, and I went to Joseph A. Banks. I went to some suit places and was trying on some suits, and, and prices were steep, and honestly, Nothing really fit right off the rack, and so it was hard for me just to decide. And the, the salesmen were like, "Are you ready to do this? You know, that one looks good in you." And I'm just like, "Yeah, but it just it doesn't it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit right." And oh, we can tailor it, you know. And I'm like, "Eh," because then you got to commit, you know, put the money down. And what if the the tailoring process doesn't doesn't help it fit any better? So I'm like, I don't know if I want to put down hundreds of dollars on this suit that I hope to wear for the next five years, ten years. And so someone mentioned to me, hey, you should go check out Kohl's. And I and I, I thought, Coles? You know what? Okay, I'll do that. Kohl's will be less expensive for one. I like the sound of that. And then and so I go to Kohl's and, and I like this brand at Kohl's. It's called Mark Anthony. And we must be like long lost brothers because we seem to just wear the same things and fit the same types of clothes. Because I put on this Mark Anthony suit and and right off the Right off the rack, I put it on and I was like, "Hey, <laughs> I mean that fits well." I look in the mirror; that fits well. I was like, "Right off the rack, what, what a relief!" And and, and I and I lo- I love that suit, and I was so thrilled to to be done searching because I, I like to be on a mission when I'm shopping. I'm like, I want to find that one thing and I want to get out. I don't like to to browse for hours. That gets under my skin. I mean, I like to just get in and then get out. But there's a certain satisfaction that comes from finding something that fits, whether it's, let's say, a pair of shoes you wanted or a piece of art for your wall. Or maybe you have this empty space in your in, in a room in your house, and you're like, this is, you're looking for a piece of furniture, and you know what it is, and you have a, you have room for it. Maybe it's a recliner, guys, you know, and you're like, I, I'm leaving room for this recliner. I just, I know what's going on. When I see it, I'll know. It'll just fit. But once we find something, we might even use the phrase, that's, that's settled. And I'm glad that's settled. When it comes to church, though, our, our, our hang-ups can really serve as a barrier. And if we never really commit to belonging to a group of people, what happens over time, we become a spiritual wanderer. Unknown. Maybe for all of our lives, just wandering, and wandering. And I want to look at a mindset that's behind that barrier. We're going to call that the me And the mind mentality. the me and mine mentality, it doesn't build community. It doesn't. It blocks, in fact, our spiritual growth. It can be dangerous, actually, to bring a consumer mentality towards choosing a church. So just for fun, we have a video. This is a video that presents kind of an extreme version of what it might look like to shop for a church. Okay, Just like you hunt for a house. So it's called Church Hunters, okay? It's kind of a parody, a little bit of a spoof, but you'll you'll enjoy it, okay?
2: Previously on Church Hunters.
1: This is your first church. This is Creekside First Baptist. Honestly,
0: right
2: up front, uh, didn't love the name.
3: It's a Sunday morning experience. It's just a little too traditional.
2: Hey, guys. How we doing?
3: Hey, good. Doing how are good,
2: you? Doing good. Doing good. So I know you didn't love the traditional vibe of the last place, okay? Mm-hmm. okay. But I think this church is really going to do it for you. Yeah. It takes relevance to a whole new level. Behind me, you will see Molded Clay Jar Art Tapestry Canvas wow. Mosaic Church. Mm, I love beautiful. it. Right? So you've heard of interdenominational. Mm-hmm. Right. And you've heard of non-denominational. Mm-hmm. Well, this church identifies as inter-non-denominational.
3: Wow, that's, that's perfect love for us. It. it really
2: is. But here's the kicker. A lot of celebrities go here. Yeah. What? Jeff Foxworthy. No.
3: We love
4: him. Yep. We really do. Ben
2: Higgins from ABC's The Bachelor. Perfect. Several Real Housewives. And that. Usher even came here one time. <laughs> yeah. Shut
4: up. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, follow
2: me. Come on. Do it.
3: <laughs> so refreshing. Honestly, that last church was just way too traditional. It
2: was yeah.
3: too much.
2: It was like we left there feeling convicted. Like, um, ugh right
3: right we're just we're looking for more of a tony robbins type sermon. like
2: inspiration like a ted talk with a bible verse yes, oh, yes. right
5: it's perfect here we love it, it really is
2: we love it awesome cool well you guys know a lot of contemporary pastors speak out of the message translation bible mm-hmm. right or this pastor speaks out of a brand new translation it's the tumblr bible oh, Shut We love tumblr, though. this is great wow. a lot of emojis a lot of abbreviations Oh, I couldn't ask for one. And how many seats in here? Oh, it is 6,000 altogether. Babe, wow. 6,000. Mm-hmm. i got to be in this worship band. Well, imagine true. me up on that Jumbotron
1: mid-guitar solo. Do you know
3: how many Instagram likes uh-huh.
2: you get?
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. So it's it's easy to just default into... Choosing a church with the same criteria that we use when we're shopping for something else, right? It's easy to kind of apply that same thinking, the consumer mentality, to our church hunting. So this would mean I look for a church that fits my preferences, for example. You know, we have preferences regarding, you know, what we're looking for in a teaching style or a music style, and we we evaluate based on those things. That's a pretty important evaluating factor for, for many people in a church. There's the preferences of teaching and music. What about this? Personal gain, my personal gain. That's another thing that I think we're tempted to bring with us when we're looking for a place to to, to plug into. What If I'm here, what position might I get? I remember looking for a church when I was 22 and newly married. And I, as a newly married young person, fresh out of college with a with a degree in religion, I thought, man, I, I'm probably, I hope I get a slot. I hope I get to lead something early on. But it, I, I was 22. I, I, I had education, but I had a major gap in my training and life experience. But I brought that with me when I was looking at churches. Here's another thing. My standard of perfection. We all have kind of a thought in our mind of, you know, what, what a polished service ought to look like or what state-of-the-art programs and facilities should look like. Or, or what about this? My perks. What are the perks? What What is that? If I go to that church, what will I get? What's like the perks? Like coffee. What kind of coffee do they serve? Is it Is it Is it dark roast? Is it Is it really light roast? Is it, you know, what, what are the perks? What about the conveniences? Or what about this? What about the dating prospects at that church, you know? If I look around, I'm, oh, I could see myself fitting in here, you know? What? Now that video is a parody, but it gets right to the point. This couple—they clearly thought that they needed to be in church for some reason. They thought we need to be in church, but they were church-going consumers. They brought a consumer mindset. Now, in reality today, some people have stopped looking altogether for church. They and they never have begun looking for church. For many people, this gathering that we're doing is not a factor because God, for many. It's just not a factor in, in life. Some people come here with honest questions, and, and sometimes through the process of exploration, a spiritual connection, a connection to God is never made. And so motivation begins to slowly just kind of drop off, and people drift away from church. Or, or for some, the connecting point is your children. Maybe they make some friends here, and in the process, you've gotten to know some people that over time you you could see yourself running with in life people that are you know you find common ground with or going through common challenges or some people they come here and and we they would say we just don't agree with your stated beliefs your methods your mission your values and and so we as a church we try to just be really upfront with what we believe and how we approach ministry and why we exist and we don't want people to have a bait and switch experience here maybe you're here and you're not yet. A Christ follower, but you sense right now that getting questions answered is a top priority now in your life. And you might actually be totally shocked that you're at church in this stage of your life. And others who know you might be more concerned about you. Like, what's going on? You're going to church? Are you okay? There's something wrong with your health? Because maybe being here may be just a major course correction for you, but you know it's right where you need to be. And I know still others are here who are already Christ followers, and a life change has occurred, maybe a move, maybe a career change, maybe you just got married, and you're here, or maybe you're dating someone who's a part of our congregation, and you you want to know, is God at work at this church, and can I grow there? So there's all of these stories and questions, and honestly, if you're here and you're sorting these things out, that's really okay. And if you haven't given up the hunt, here's why I think it's because of this. It's because, and this is on your listening guide, connecting and contributing are a part of God's plan. This is why you've not stopped searching. It's because connecting and contributing are part of God's plan. Now, this is not our idea. This isn't a gimmick or a fad or a scheme. It's actually God's plan that you connect and contribute with your life. And if this statement right here is true, if this is true, and I want you to look at it, then you will just not be satisfied in life until you make a connection. If this is really true, if this is how God's wired life to work, then you're not going to be happy in life until you really not just occasionally check in, but until you really make a connection, and begin to contribute with your life, invest yourself with a group of people. So that's why we're really not afraid to invite you to pull in here and stop searching, because from that point, you can begin to move forward with a group of people committed to advancing God's plan. Now, in the Bible, we discover a few things regarding this the first thing is this is that we were created for a mission we were created for a mission therefore joining a church it really matters jesus he sent out his earliest followers with a specific mission take a look at it acts 1 8 jesus he told his followers just before he went you know ascended into heaven he said but you will receive power when the holy spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. He gives them this near impossible mission, which couldn't be accomplished in their lifetime or in and on their own, within their own power unless he got involved. But if God were to get involved, he said, I'm gonna, you're going to receive power from on high. The Holy Spirit is going to empower you. And if this happens, this, this little band this, of Christ followers, it could ignite just a movement. That could expand and expand and reach to the ends of the earth, and see you and I—we we can be a part of something here and now in our lifetime that brings massive impact into the future, long after we're alive. I mean, long—you know—when I hear about this Christmas offering that we're a part of, and when I hear the stories of those international mission board families, some that are a part of our church, some that are overseas, but members of our church, and when I think about the over thirty-six hundred missionary families. Who are investing their lives in sharing the gospel, and that last year over two million people heard about Jesus Christ in, you know, around the world. I want to do my part, and I want I want I want to play my role. I want to I want to give towards towards that. I, because I've not found anything else in this life that, that is that compelling. To live for. I want to live for things that have meaning and purpose. So I want to join God in His plan. And I love the fact that we can band together in doing some things that are far greater. Also, it's pretty clear that we were made to belong to a group of local Christ followers. This is a part of God's plan as well, is that this word local is very important. We were made to belong to to a group of local Christ followers. Take a look again at the front of that program that you received. This this image, you know, the artist who did, who 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 created this image did an excellent job of capturing what's at the heart of this series. Here's a group of people who are moving together as the body of Christ. They're putting feet to the to God's plan. They're they're extending God's love to people. That's that's what we do in church life. That's how we that's how we operate together in unity. That's exactly what the Bible teaches: is that you that people pull into a local group. Who they're known by. Look at Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. Paul, a church leader, he writes this to a church that he's he had personally invested time in. He's writing to them and he writes, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you're fellow citizens with the saints. He said, he's writing to a group, a specific group of, of Christians in a church in a city called Ephesus. And Ephesus is in modern-day Turkey, and he's writing to them, and he's saying, look, you're no longer strangers, you're no longer aliens. You were wandering before. You've pulled in. You're not an outsider anymore. You're not wandering. You belong. You're fellow citizens with the saints, members of the household of God. Basically, you belong to each other there in that church in Ephesus. This church is your family, he's saying. You've pulled in. Look at where it goes. It's built, the church is built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. So he traces back the church of Ephesus. He traces back their spiritual heritage to Jesus, to the earliest pioneers, to the leaders in the movement, even to the prophets who foretold the birth and the coming of of the Messiah, the Savior. And he's saying you're part of something, you know, much bigger. But you're there in Ephesus. You're no longer a stranger. You're 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 part of the you're part of the family there. This isn't just Paul's way of cheering. It's not like his rah-rah speech about you belong to the universal church. Now he's saying you know you're no longer searching. You're you're no longer wandering. You've joined up. We can count on you. They can count on you. We know when you're there. We're concerned when you're not. Now. I don't want you to hear me saying that we're going to pester you with phone calls. Like, hey, why weren't you there on Sunday? We didn't get a connection card. Or, hey, you know, I noticed you weren't at church, and so I brought my message. <laughs> Let's brew some coffee. Let's, you know, people dodge me in the grocery store. I have this experience. I mean, because of what I do for a living, people dodge me in the grocery store and sometimes i dodge them honestly cuz i'm like oh man i don't want to have that experience right now so i'm like Are they on the gr-? no <laughs> because honestly i am not the attendance checker and and if you don't want to be known yet here and you're not ready to commit then that's okay we we love for you still to be here we want you to be here if you if you're exploring we want you to be here if you're not yet ready to commit that's really okay we'll probably keep inviting you like we're doing today to t- to take another step but but, you know, and once you do, then don't think of yourself as a stranger anymore. Don't think of yourself as a wandering person or an alien. No, you're part, part of the church family at that point. Because at the point of committing to us, I hope you expect that someone might occasionally check in on you and see how you're doing. If you want to be known, we want, then we want, we want you to know that we, we care. And so pull in. Maybe today this is where you're at. You recognize it's time today to, to commit and maybe pull into the church family. And so on the back of the connection card, you can, you can check some boxes, whether it's to get, you know, get connected to a small group or volunteering team or to begin the membership process. We would want you to consider adding your life to this body. Third thing here is another aspect to realize is this, is that we grow most when we give and receive in a community. We grow most. This is a major part of your spiritual growth through the years. Look at Acts 2:42. It says of the church, the early church, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship are are if you're a Christ follower, are you devoting yourself to the te- to the apostles' teaching to what? To what the church has taught for generations? Are you devoting yourself to fellowship? Are you devoted to fellowship? To doing life with people, to sharing your life with people, to to giving and receiving In each other's lives, listening, sharing, serving, weeping, grieving, celebrating. Are you devoted in that way that is described here in the Bible to the breaking of bread, to remembering the sacrifice that Jesus made? Is this a priority? And to the prayers, he says. I mean, this is, this is a major part. They were devoted. The group was committed. That is a strong word to say you're devoted to something. They were committed regularly to being in each other's lives, and there was interaction going on back and forth, even way back then, 2,000 years ago, within those, within those early uh, Christians' lives. Sunday mornings, the celebration of the resurrection of Christ, small groups in, in house to house, sharing life, praying for each other, remembering the sacrifice of Jesus. The reality is whatever you are devoted to in life will set the whole course for the decades ahead. I mean, that's, that is whatever you devote yourself to will set the course for the decades ahead. So we just want to encourage you to move beyond, to move beyond the me and mine mentality. If, if, if that's where you're at, would you, would you consider moving beyond that? Take the time to get to know us. We want to provide plenty of opportunities to get involved here at a deeper level. Because we believe that if you never be, move beyond this type of mentality, you'll miss a major part of what God has created you to experience in life. And so many of us have found this to be true. Is that our growth has happened as we've banded together. Now, if you haven't already, it's important to answer this question. What's, what's, holding, what's holding me back? Until you actually try to picture yourself making a deeper connection here, then it's really hard to imagine if there's anything really holding you back. Maybe you thought, oh, there's nothing holding me back. But but is there – it's kind of like this morning we had a a DTR. You know what a DTR is? It's called the Define the Relationship Talk. You ever heard of this? It's like you may have had a friendship where everything was going great. There's no pressure. Then all of a sudden your friend calls for a deeper commitment, and you thought you were just friends, but they want to be more than friends. And now you got to kind of sort that out. Could I commit? I don't know if I could commit. We call that the DTR. A few times in life, this was the deal breaker for me. Like, it wasn't until they expressed an interest in me that I really could identify there were some barriers there. And so processing these types of decisions are the defining moments in our life. What you do with decisions when people call for greater commitment, those, those are defining moments for us. And so something you might want to do is to... Is to wrestle through this what's what's really holding me back and then in your wrestling why not ask some people that are here that you know are part of this congregation hey why did you make the shift and decide to stop searching and, and say this is it i found it why'd you do that what was that what was that like for you in fact we we've asked some people who who've plugged into to this church just in the last few years and we've asked them hey why did you do that what was it that that was like the the glue that caused you to stick here And so we're going to roll this video, and they're going to say some things about that experience. There's a few different terms that I'll just define up front. One of the guys, he talks about tithing, which is it's faith-level giving that helps the church move forward. It's giving of our financial resources to help the church move forward, and he refers to that. So in case you're wondering, what does that word mean? That's what that means. Another guy uses the term North Star. It's a training. It's one of our adult training programs to help you move forward and navigate the Christian life. So let's roll this video.
0: So I, I think a deciding factor uh, in joining OCC was, uh, was really mainly the people. Um, we had tried several other churches, and um, what struck us uh, about OCC was that the people here made us feel very, very welcome, uh, and you felt like they really cared that, that we were here. It wasn't just this perfunctory, oh, you know, welcome, we're glad you're here. We really felt like it, they meant it.
3: Um, we had tried several different churches, um, and we went back and forth. And through prayer and just really feeling like um, it was a place we belonged, and feeling like that was where God wanted us, and and feeling that we did belong. Within just a few weeks, um, I think that was a real determining
5: factor for us. The desire to become plugged into OCC was the community here, and since day one, people really came to us with open arms and really wanted to listen uh, where we were with our walk with Christ and. Um, I just feel like that helped us a lot at the stage we were in and really realizing that the people here are really open to everyone.
3: In terms of barriers um, to coming to the church, initially I remember telling David, um, everybody's so young, and I don't think that we really, I didn't really recognize that it was a Baptist church, and um, we went to, we joined a group very early on, and everybody was college age. We were the only people who weren't college age. Um, But they were so wonderful, and um, given the fact that we were young Christians, they really taught us a lot. They were so welcoming, and I felt like it was such a blessing to be able to get to know a whole different generation in a different way than I know that generation, being like my children and my children's friends. So it's, it's just really been a cool experience, not a barrier in any way at all. And then as we got more involved in the church, we realized that there were people of all ages in the church.
4: Yeah, I didn't really have a, an expectation of like what LCC was like. Um, it was just a really good first day, and the First Impressions team did a really good job. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm now a part of the First Impressions team, so... Um,
5: something that helped me overcome maybe preferences that I had in my mind, or any ideas that I had before that I thought a church would be, um, it really took me reading scripture to remember what the church is supposed to be about. Um, that, of course, you're supposed to live in community and share each, about each other's lives, but it's really to also do God's work together. And so after realizing that and um, just working through fears or just uh, fears of relationship or anxiety or even just being visible um, at a church, it really helped to have those few people that really um, sought me in times where I wanted to retract or um, really wanted to work through life experiences, health experiences with me, and that really meant a lot to me and reminded me of what the church should be.
4: Um, ever since coming to OCC, I feel like I've grown tremendously spiritually. You know, we've been coming for a little over a year and a half now, almost two years. You know, things that I've never done before at any church or just in general. Um, one of them, kind of being a tithing I saw that you know I never under I didn't really know what tithing was and then you know kind of getting into it you know even just working part-time while going to school full-time um just tithing what I could and then um, just seeing the blessing in that and you know God really provides and just under like having faith that he will provide so that's you know it's a big way that, that God has really grown me spiritually just trusting in him and just that aspect of life
0: as far as growing spiritually at OCC I, I'd have to say I'm, I'm clearly still a work in progress um, but again uh, I've had a lot of opportunity here to um, to you know be able to pursue uh, learning more about God's Word and, and his plan for us um, you know we, we've joined groups um, and those have been very very beneficial um, both of us are in North Star now, um, which, again, it's, it's a huge opportunity to uh, dive into the Word and, and you know, understand what it, what it means for us. So um, it's, been a, it's been an interesting journey over the last couple of years, but it's, uh, it's definitely been an extremely beneficial one. And uh, I'm so glad that, uh, that we came here and, and joined this church.
1: We'll stand right here <laughs> something else that, that Dave Dave was the last one that shared up there he said oh, i wish i would have shared he said i i i cracked the code he's an engineer with boeing he said crack the code occ has a 1 to 6 donut day ratio <laughs> pretty much every once every 6 sundays we'll have donuts to launch a new series but he yeah, but, but all of those folks are they're around here. They're, they pulled into church life. You can ask them. Hey, tell me more about that because they had a whole lot more to say. That's edited down quite a bit. But the mission that we are advancing, you know, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, it's just too important for us to keep that a secret. It's too important for us. And if you've been around here for many years, it's Christ's mission that really has fueled your heart to stay engaged as we reach out and as we've grown through the years and as we've expanded. And as we've included more people here, you might have had to work through that fear of losing touch with people that you know here. But in reality, the bonds are very strong for those people who live and strive and work together to advance a mission that's far greater than themselves. The bonds are very strong for people who link arms and partner for kingdom advancement. And so we want you to find the right fit in a church. If that's here, then great. We'd love to have you check check the boxes on the connection card get more involved also check out some of the ways some of those events that we have planned sign up for those events because we put a lot of time and thought and prayer and planning into those events and in what we're doing here in church life and we have a lot of strong momentum as a church and we would love for you to explore more of the ways to get Plugged in here. I want to invite our worship team up to the stage and ask you to consider some next steps. You see these on the bottom. The first one is this, and we've alluded to it. It's to think through and then push through the barrier blocking my connection. What is that? What does that look like for you? Think through and push through the, the primary barrier blocking connecting here at OCC. Second, introduce yourself to someone that you've not met before. What this would look like, it might be a major shift for you to begin to see yourself as a part of the church family trying to help others make a connection here. If you've been around for a while, then you, then maybe begin to make that shift and say, I'm no longer a newcomer. I, I actually am regular here, and I, I can start hosting and being hospitable to people who are uh, just exploring life at OCC. And then finally, commit to come back. Church might be a brand new habit, and we'd love for you to break in that habit and let us know if, if you've got any questions. Our staff will be back at the guest's info table. We would love to see you stop that search because we really do believe that, that you fit here. And so let's pray together. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for your word. Thank you for these stories of people who have pulled in at OCC and for the many others that are sorting. We ask you to connect them, connect the, the dots in, in understanding who we are, what we're on mission to accomplish, Lord. Thank you for the the group that is committed to helping us move forward each and every week and and midweek. Lord, we thank you for all of those that call this church home. We just praise you for all that you've done in and through us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks
0: so much for joining us today. We pray you've been encouraged by the message and equipped to move forward in obedience to God's word. Join us again next week for another Orange Crest Community Church podcast.